Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So, Mark, I was doing a little bit of uh, digging today, and I know you had some uh, some show prep here. We'll get to that here in a moment. You want to talk about the immigration crackdown. But I was doing a little digging around. I came across something over on the FreeKeen forum that uh, one of our uh, forum users there posted, and it was a video about the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report. Now, this is a topic that has come up in the past on Free Talk Live, but for whatever reason, when it came up in the past... It just didn't click with me. I think the last time I had it explained to me, I probably brushed it aside and said something like, well, the government's been screwing us financially for a long time. What's you know, what's the big news? This is not a big shock. I mean, is this any more outrageous than some of the other lies that they tell? And sort of brushed it aside. But now that I have more knowledge about sort of the way things work, it seems to fit in a little bit better to my paradigm, and I, it really clicked with me today. So let me go through my understanding of what this thing is. And these are allegations as far as I'm concerned because I don't have the uh, financial acuity to be able to check the allegations myself. So until someone who I trust can confirm this for me, uh, they, I will consider them allegations. But they're fascinating allegations nonetheless. And if true, they dovetail in perfectly with one of my suggestions earlier about how to deal with the existing government bureaucracies. Because we've talked about, you know, how do we get from here to there? How do we get from where we are today with this coercive government system to a a system where – or not even a system, but to a a future where these government bureaucracies are no longer acting on a coercive basis, where – If you want to offer your government schools, then offer them in the marketplace like anybody else would offer their school. And if they're really great and worthwhile, then certainly people will pay for your services. I mean, that's a basic, simple idea. The idea is to to cut these government bureaucracies loose to say, okay, snip, here you go. You get to take you, you know, you government schools, you get to keep your schools and keep all whatever money you have in the the bank account and keep all the, the little golf carts that the aides ride around in, and keep everything. Keep the basketballs, everything. Those of you in the police department, keep all the cruisers, keep the SWAT gear, keep, keep, it's all you. You just split it up between your various different, like divvy it up, you know, divvy it up between all of the employees of the bureaucracy and give them an equal split share. Well, I think you would have to uh, set a mandate as to how it would be split. Otherwise, um, you're going to have, you know, people fighting over the body. Sure, sure. At that point, because the teachers are going to say, well, we deserve to have more than the administrators because we're the teaching. Yeah. And the administrators are going to say, we've got the power, so right. screw the teachers. No, the janitors are going to say, screw you people, we clean the poop up around here. And, uh, you know, that. Uh, so, so the fight will commence. You'll have to say it has to be split evenly or based on, you know, whatever yes. it is that you... I, and I think that makes the most sense. If it's split evenly, then people can't really complain that much about the fairness factor. But... Whenever I propose the idea, sort of in the back of my mind, there's been one major objection. And it really hasn't been that, I guess maybe it's not even that major of an objection, but it's kind of like the, the primary objection that's sort of shouting at me is, well, if you, if you just end these government bureaucracies, what about the ones that are receiving pension? What about the, the former government bureaucrats, the ones that are 
you know, in their 60s or 70s, and they're receiving sure. a, a paycheck. They've been working there for 19 years on their 20-year pension, which, by the yeah. way, stinks. The whole idea <laughs> that a government agency, you know, that uh, the government worker can get a pension Except after 20 life. years, whereas the rest of us have to work 30, 40, 50, excuse me, 40 right. or 50 years in order to get a pension. It just sucks. But um, no, it, That I agree with, and, uh, I mean, that's why it's it's sort of easy to say, well, you get what you get, right? You worked with the government. They, you know, they're a gang. The gang has been dissolved and now you're screwed. I mean, it would be easy to say that, or you could say, as I've suggested in the past, maybe they could set up a charity for the bureaucrats. You know, former bureaucrats, charitable association, please help us feed our families. Right. That kind of thing. So I tried to come up with some our of these... Our overinflated paychecks uh, haven't yeah. been enough. Uh, we've, we've squandered our money. It's easy to attack the bureaucrats, Mark, but I mean, the fact is, these are people, the promises were made to them, they, did, they, they built families around those promises, and the kids, it's not their fault, right? It's not... I mean, if the kids of these bureaucrats, mommy and daddy don't get their pension money anymore, it's not the kids' fault that mommy and daddy made a deal with their gang. So it would be easy to pull on somebody's heartstrings and say, hey, you heartless libertarians, you just want to cut all these bureaucrats out of all what they've, you know, what they deserve, right, what they've been promised. And so I never really had come up with a really solid answer. Other to, than to the, I didn't promise their ass. This is true. <laughs> I didn't promise them, but I still feel sorry for them, right? I mean, as somebody who's compassionate – uh, I, I still feel sorry for them, and I have to. And I realize that it's easy to make fun of the bureaucrats, but we have to we have to treat them like like real people, like human beings. Even though some of the things they do as part of their job is inhumane, even though some of the things they do as uh, as part of their work is hurting people, we have to rise above that. We can't lower ourselves to their level. So that's why this comprehensive annual financial report thing, which never really clicked for me before, just always seemed like another, just yet another example of government malfeasance. That's why now it makes sense, if it's true. So let me lay it out for you as my understanding from what I uh, have been digging around in today. And uh, it was actually, credit goes to uh, Alex Jones on this one. He has a whole video about this. The idea is, we've talked on this show, Mark, about deficits, surpluses, Mm -hmm. government budget. You know, they throw these numbers around. It took me a long time to even understand what a deficit was, right? I mean, as somebody who was raised in the government education, government indoctrination system, I now understand that a deficit, which you always hear news about this, well, there's a big deficit, we need to raise taxes. A deficit is where the government is spending more than they're taking in in tax receipts, right? Mm -hmm. That's the basic idea of what a deficit is. Yes, that's so. Uh, and, of course, we all know that the Republicans are sort of known – I mean, we're being very general here. The Republicans are known for being deficit and spend, meaning they just spend more than the uh, the budget that they have. Yeah. And the Democrats have been known to just raise taxes and, and spend that. Well, okay, that's true. Deficit, budget – you know, the budget, deficit, and, of course, a surplus is if they have more tax receipts than they're actually spending. It's pretty rare that happens with government, but it, it can happen, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got our terms down. We understand that. We know that the media is talking about deficits and surpluses and budgets a whole lot. But why is it we never hear about the comprehensive annual financial report? They're out there. It, this is not a conspiracy theory that the comprehensive annual financial report exists. It exists. So I don't know, I don't know if there's a theory here mixed in. I don't know because, I, again, I'm not an accountant 
I, the, the most accounting I've ever done is my uh, my checking account and dealing with paying credit cards off. So when I'm forced to look, when I'm looking at all of these numbers in this comprehensive annual financial report, it's all just like Greek to me. It's it, it is dizzying. I went um, a, a few months ago and got the uh, the City of Keene, New Hampshire proposed operating budget 2007-2008. Right, understood. Right, but the it's. Oh my God! 300 plus pages. I was looking at it today. 300 pages, and it's it's gigantic. And yes. This is for a town of 35,000, 30,000. No, no, yeah. 23,000 people. Some a, a small city. And that's if you include the college kids. And that's that that 300 pages. So it's crazy. When you look at it, it's not like on page one they say. This is what the town budget is. (laughs) You've got to be able to extract and and decode. The the last thing they want these people want you to do is to be able to figure out what they're doing. Exactly. So they they, you know they 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 they, uh, obscure it and try to try to confuse you and put all these different numbers in there and they don't want you to know what they're spending. That's the last thing they want. So. So this is part of it. This whole comprehensive annual financial report is part of them ob- obscuring these numbers. Uh, so the idea is that you've got the budget, but then you have the CAFR, the comprehensive annual financial report. And go online. You can pull up a copy of this for the city that you live in. You can pull up a copy of this for the state. You can pull up a copy, I believe, somehow, I don't know where, for the federal government and various different uh, bureaucracies and things like that. So what does it mean? What is uh, what are these? What are the allegations here that this CAFR thing says? Well, the r- rumor is, and again, I I don't have the financial acumen to be able to confirm this for myself, but it sounds believable. The rumor is that the government, word is, and would love to hear your thoughts on this at 800-259-9231. The government has a whole hell of a lot more coming in than just tax money, and they don't really talk about that on the budget. That's in the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report. You can look at it, and you can see all of their assets and their liabilities. And you can see that it totals far more, allegedly, than the budget. We'll come back and discuss this a little bit more and what it means to the whole picture. It's Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Those features include the updates. You get signed up. We will keep you in the loop whenever there is something fresh to announce about the show. Just head over to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. Spring and summer internships in broadcast and print journalism. The Institute for Humane Studies is looking for good communicators from all majors to place at daily papers and major media opportunities to network. The deadline um, to apply for an early summer decision is November the 1st. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. That's libertarianinternships.com. Comes with a stipend, housing and travel allowance, tuition, free books, mentoring, opportunities to be published, all kinds of stuff. Check them out at libertarianinternships.com if you're in the college vicinity. All right. So, uh, brief, uh, c- continue brief description of what I underst- what I came to understand today as what something that might be true. I don't know if it is or isn't because I don't have the financial acumen to be able to tell for myself. But I uh, was learning about these comprehensive annual financial reports, and I'd heard about them in the past, but today it really clicked for me, and I'll explain why I think it's important and not just you know it's not just your average government financial scam. 
So what's going on, as I understand it, is that you've got the government budget, which everybody always talks about. Oh, we've got a deficit. Oh, we've got a surplus. Blah, blah, blah. Taxes. We need to raise taxes because we're not meeting our budget. But then you have this comprehensive annual financial report, which has all kinds of extra money that nobody talks about. That there are investments that the government has taken tax money and has invested it in corporations and, you know, funds and whatever various different things you can invest money in. Generally, we get to see sort of the the government's income in the sense of taxes or mm-hmm. tickets or, uh, you know, fees or yeah, whatever. you see that in the budget. You see all that stuff. But what you don't see is uh, their investments. Is that what you're trying to say? There are investments. There are other uh, things that uh, that are just on there that, that don't show up necessarily on the the budget. I think the investment. So, in your research today, um, what did you find as far as uh, like that you could tell factually about these a- annual comprehensive? I can annual? tell you they exist. Uh, you can go and download one for your city, your state, uh, the city of Keene. I found them. They're on their website. So this is public information. It's just that it's never discussed. And so, am I am I wrong about this? Is the, all of the allegations are they incorrect, or is it true that the bureaucrats essentially are taking taxpayer dollars and reinv- and, and investing them, and then using that that money to to pump up their pen, their pension my, funds and my stuff understanding like that? is is it's um, illegal in New Hampshire for anything that doesn't go into the, you know that isn't spent to not be returned to the taxpayers. It's possible that uh, maybe this has been done illegally. I don't know about all the internal rules and who's doing what and what the you know what the legal system will allow but it's my understanding that town managers and people like this uh city managers this is part of what they do in fact if you look at the uh the if you look at the budget and the finance uh, finance report they're they're all they're always sort of patting one another on the back you know great job and look at what all this great work that you've done for the city and and so basically what i'm trying to get out here is that if it's true that this, these cities have all kinds of extra money that they're not telling any anybody about. Well, I mean, they're telling you, but they're, nobody's talking about it, basically. Right. Well, I, you know, it's it's not that it's uh, it's entire almost entirely obscured from you, but it's it's like anything. If you do enough research, you will be able to find something that looks like facts. Right. So if it's true, then that means that there's no real concern whatsoever in cutting these bureaucrats off. That that means that this is why it's it's relevant. It's not just your average conspiracy theory. It's relevant because to my solution to one, one of the government the government problem, my solution to the problem has been to just cut the bureaucrats off, don't consent anymore, let them have their bureaucracies, and see if they can figure out how to run them without tax dollars. And if it's true, and might and they might just well be able to do exactly. Just that. If it's true what they say about the comprehensive annual financial reports, then that means there's no problem with cutting these bureaucrats loose. They might have to tighten their belts a little bit, make sure they're running a little more efficiently, which we all know they could very easily do if they had the right market-based incentives to do so, they would be able to run it off of these various different investments they have, not to mention all of the service fees and the other stuff. The taxes are not necessary. They're just milking people because they can, because people have been indoctrinated, and it's bunk, or as what I'm saying, Buck, I don't know because I don't have the financial acumen to be able to check these claims. So let's go to your phone calls and see what you think. Let's start with Nigel in New York on the amp line. Hello, Nigel. Hi. So I am by no means an expert, but I am uh, at a fairly good university, and I'm an engineering management minor. Um, the reason you see a whole bunch of extra stuff on a balance sheet is that the income statement, which is you know whatever the term you're using it for, 
the thing that shows the cash flow is just going to show money they're spending and money they're putting out. Uh, they still have assets like buildings, land, all that kind of thing that's going to show them as having much more money than they are spending. Uh, from what I year. understand, the claims of the uh, the people that are talking about the Conference of Annual Financial Report is that they are not including, yes, you can see the buildings and all of that stuff, the hard assets, you can see those in these reports, but when they do, when they run the numbers as far as the investments and the things like that, that they are not including the, uh, the, the hard stuff like the buildings. So, yes, that's true, but they're claiming there's even more to the story than that. Uh what do you mean by they're not showing the buildings? They're not showing the buildings. No, no, no. They are showing the buildings in these comprehensive financial annual financial reports. It's all in there. You know, the the hard assets, these buildings. Uh, the, the, I get. What do you call them? Non-liquid, I guess, assets. And then they show other things like investments and other areas of money coming in to these government bureaucracies that don't show up on the budget. It's completely. It's a completely different animal. Well, Invest, investments are assets until you actually get money back. If you just have, if you just have an investment listed on a balance sheet, and again, I'm not an expert. I'm not right, but these are account. assets that they are not showing on the budget. Do you on understand? a balance sheet, that doesn't mean you're getting money back from it. I mean, you could own stock, and if it's not paying out a dividend, right? But you still got money in that stock, income. and you could sell that stock and cash it in at any time. Value. So there's right, value there. Asset. I mean, just just like you could sell the microphone. You could, that you're talking but into, that's not as. You know, is, am I correct in saying that a, a a hard asset is not as liquid as a piece of you know stock or an investment like that, Mark? Am I correct in saying? What do you mean that? a hard a hard asset as like a house? Yeah, yes, well, it's, it's hard building. It is harder. It is harder to sell a house than it is to sell uh, a piece of stock. Yes, right. But in principle, it's still an asset. Then you and you'll see usually on balance sheet balance sheets assets are listed in order of liquidity. So you'll have cash on top and then yes, have right. inventory, that kind of thing. I'm with you. I, so, uh, I, I think that they should be showing these things on the budgets and all that other stuff, and I don't know what Ian's talking about precisely. That's not what precisely. budgets are for, Mark. What's they, that? They're not, going to be show, they're not showing investments that they're not getting any cash flow out of on the budget. That's not what budgets do. I see. So they, they would only be showing them on this comprehensive annual report thing. Yeah, they would show them on their balance sheet. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. That's where you show it, unless they are actually getting money out of it. I mean, sure, they could sell it and have money. Um, and you get to the point about just liquidating bureaucracies. Uh, you know, you could just send, you could just liquidate everything, just sell everything and say, okay, uh, here's the money, now go find a job. Yeah, you could give them all kinds of, I mean, from the amount of money that they're showing in these investments, you could pay all of the government employees a one-time uh, stipend. From a, from the sale of these assets, it would be fairly significant. Or you could give it to their organization, and they could mortgage yeah. the damn building and then pay off whatever uh, pensions they had to take care of. Thanks, Nigel, for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts? It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. So enjoy those on us. 
and they include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. It's wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. Do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, innerknobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's innerknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S dot com. So uh, we're talking about this idea of the comprehensive annual financial report, trying as laymen to get a sort of a handle on exactly what it is that uh, is going on here, because everybody's always talking about government budgets and deficits and surpluses, and all that has to do is with, with the budget. But what about the annual financial report? Well, Nigel was just on the line, and he's in the uh, the Free Talk Live AMP-only chat room. He's concerned he didn't get his message across, and I think he got his message across fine. He's uh, pointing out that his message is that these things, like these investments that governments have and these pension funds that they have, they don't show up on the budget because they shouldn't. That's not the purpose of the budget, and I agree with him. Yeah, I think you got that message across. Right. I, I, I didn't get it at first, but I right. do now. No, I, I absolutely agree with him on that. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Again, I'm no financial expert. I I don't know how to do much more than balance my checkbook and and pay my credit cards. So I understand that what he's saying is to is the case. The budget is the budget. The comprehensive annual financial report is a much larger picture of the various different assets and liabilities that these governments have to their name. So so now we're still right back where we were. In a situation that if it's true, what's on these conference, if the allegations about the comprehensive annual financial reports are true, and that is that governments around the country, city, uh, towns, various different uh, state governments, all these different governments, counties, all these different governments, that they all have a whole bunch more money than they're letting on publicly. I mean, yes, I know the comprehensive annual financial report is public, but no one ever talks about that. The media doesn't report on that. The newspapers don't print anything about it. And nobody it's talks about, as, about it. It is. It's about as public as the idea that the the bank that uh, you have your money at doesn't, you know, can't meet the obligations that uh, it has as far as deposits go. People don't know this, right? I mean, there's a lot of news out there that's released publicly, but very little of it is ever really focused upon. And so, I'd like to know more about whether or not this is true. Is it true that you know the city of Keene, New Hampshire, actually has millions upon millions of dollars in investments? I mean. I was looking at these... Uh, this By investments, do you mean the buildings that the school is in? No. I, I don't... I mean, they don't break it down for you, but they do have different categories. I sent you a link to this thing, Mark. You're welcome to dig through it yourself. I'm, but they I'm, have I'm one thing that says to. investments, and they have something else that... And they talk about the, 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 the hard assets, the buildings, and stuff like that. There are different categories on these, these reports. And so anyway, there, there's a, it seems to be there's a lot more money than they're talking about in the budget for every single year. So if it's true they really have all this extra money, then it'd be no problem to cut these bureaucrats loose, let them live off their little pension funds that they've set up for themselves with our money, and then never have to send them another dime again unless we voluntarily want to purchase their services like cleaning the roads and, and uh, their government schools or whatever it is else it is that they're offering, protection services, etc., etc. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on this issue, and we will continue with your phone calls. You can, of course, bring up anything if you would like. Let's go first to David in New York. David, you're on free talk live how you guys doing hey what's on your mind tonight all right i got the city of rochester's um new york comprehensive annual financial report right in front of me okay and um they show one billion one hundred and sixty six million two hundred and seventy thousand uh total assets for fiscal year 2007 
and then all their expenditures or total liabilities was uh, 419 million 835,000. Now does the billion you, does the billion dollars include the buildings and the cars and stuff not like at all. that? It doesn't. Nope. Okay. It doesn't include bonds. It doesn't include any property whatsoever. Okay. Actually, I'll tell you exactly what it includes and that would be uh, charges for services, grants and contributions, capital grants and contributions, property taxes, sales and other taxes, government aid and other. And, so you're uh, saying more than twice, uh, they, they have more than twice coming in in just those areas than what's, than what's being shown in the budget. Am I understanding you correctly? They're running a surplus of uh, $746 million a year just in cash. But what does their budget taxes. show? What's their budget show as far as, uh, you know, what are they, are they running a surplus on the budget or a deficit on the budget? The budget's not even in the report. Right. Right. Well, actually, from what I understand, you can find the budget numbers in the report. I don't know. I forget. They call them something different. So, like, the budget, like, the total budget numbers? I've read the whole thing, and it's not in there. Are you an accountant? No. But I've read the whole thing, and I've actually called a bunch of people from the city to confirm all the different numbers. Now, I I will tell you, the city school district is incorporated separately. Separately, exactly. I haven't even looked at theirs. They're they're like three hundred and forty six million. That's an interesting point because around here the property taxes are sixty percent goes to the government schools. So yep. they may have even a bigger. Uh, they may may even have more money in, in investments they, and things like that. All the federal, all the federal and the state grants are on another chart, and there's billions of dollars in federal and state grants that are not included in any of the numbers I gave you already. Huh? Yeah. Now this city, who's running a large surplus. Spends a bunch of money paying just the interest on bonds that were posted in the early 70s to the Municipal Mellon Bond Company of New York or something similar to that. And they spend all that money, but they still have all the extra money uh, left over that they, they get they to reinvest. They post the bonds, and... which is the debt note, with a New York company and pay nothing but the interest for the last 30-plus years. Very interesting. Any other yeah. thoughts for us, David? Well, you can also find uh, the Homeland Security money. It says Barrier Zone, Water, and Medical Response Team. Yeah, I was looking at that. You can see all they break down all the money they get in from uh, various different federal grants and stuff like that. And then you can see see how how the school district has not been able to um, show their books proper and has come up short on money like for 10 years in a row. Very interesting. I thank yeah. you, David, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I posted, I posted this stuff over at the, the blog at freekeen.com with a link to the relevant thread where we're talking about this. So if you have, you know, if you've got a, a degree in accounting or something like that and you really are, you know, a numbers whiz, I, I liked math in government high school, but as far as all this stuff, I have no, no experience with it, so I'm like a total novice here. Uh, so if you have more experience, we'd love to have you take a look at this stuff, and, I mean, especially if it's your first time hearing about this, and sort of dig through it and, and see if there's anything to it, because it sounds like there's something to this, Mark. Well, what, really uh, what do you think's to it? I mean, I, but they you're have saying extra that money. there's extra money. Yeah. Okay, they've got extra money. That's fine. Cut them loose. I, I cut them loose anyway. Well, yes, I agree. They're leeches. This confirms it, though. I found a big tick on my dog. That's what a bureaucrat is. Well, it's not quite... You know, I was thinking about the tick and bureaucrats at the same time. I guess the bureaucrats do things. They just do it entirely inefficiently, and they demand... uh, You know, more money likely than than they're worth. They do them in Um, a way I would prefer not to pay for. 
Yeah. Right. So, you know, go out there and offer your services to people, whether they have a choice to take them or not. You know, when you when 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 they set up a fire department and you've got to pay to have that fire fire department come to your house in the form of taxes, that's a crappy way of doing business. Look, if I want your service, I'll either get up on a subscription service with you like I do with, uh, you know, Dish TV, or I'll pay you, uh, you know, when I need you like I do with my auto mechanic. But to say that I've got to pay you so that uh, so that you'll be there to protect everyone, that's a crappy system. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. The only you know, Walmart I'm... has ladders that I can go buy and use if I want to use them. They don't send right. people to my house to threaten to take my house away in order to, uh, to so that they can have ladders to I sell. Am as in, I am as, a, as indignant as you are on this, Mark, and you know it. The reason I bring this up is because it seems like the final piece of the puzzle as far as it's the perfect retort. Bringing up these comprehensive annual financial reports, if it's true that they've got all these assets that they very rarely even will discuss, if that's true then that completely obliterates any objection somebody might have to the you know the claim that you're going to leave the bureaucrats in uh, in hot water they're they, you know, they're not going to be able to feed their children what about their pensions well what about their pensions they got a pension fund that's set up they've got all kinds of money in it it's they've got investments with all kinds of money in it if if what is, these people are saying is true about these amp, uh, financial reports so it's the final nail in the coffin as far as i'm concerned to any potential objection to just saying no to participating with these government thugs more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show... Then head over and shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get uh, will get a percentage of your purchase if you start shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. If you haven't done your will um, yet, or you know have one of these uh, the living wills set up so that you don't end up like Terry Schiavo, um, you can do that today. You can do it right now, and you should do it for your family at LegalZoom.com. It's fast and easy. I did my will there. Um, I did it. I don't know how long it took, maybe 10 or 15 minutes tops. I just answered a few questions. They whipped it up. They sent it to me and I signed it at, in front of a notary and we were good to go. You ought to do it. LegalZoom.com. Uh, you can save $10 off your order by using code FTL. As we continue with your phone calls talking about the much, well, the very little talked about comprehensive annual financial report, kind of an interesting little phenomenon that is relatively easy to get your hands on in this day and age of the Internet. You just go and Google it, and you'll probably find it online from your local city government's website or state government. And apparently, as one of our callers just reminded us, you also have to look for a separate comprehensive annual financial report for the school district because they are typically incorporated separately from the city government. And so if you really want to find some big numbers, apparently you have to look there. So I haven't found that yet for the uh, the Keene area school district, but uh, we're going to dig through those and see exactly what it is that's going on. How much money do these bureaucrats actually have sitting around in various different forms? Uh, these are the things that they probably don't want you to know about, uh, but they still have to put these things out, so they are publicly available. Anyway, we continue with your thoughts on this issue. Mike in Connecticut or whatever you want to talk about. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? It's all true, and I can prove it to you. Okay. There's a good city that's a good example for this. 
It's the city of Bristol, Connecticut. And why? Okay. They have an operating budget of $191 million, and they have $532 million in investments. Just investments? Just investments. It states on the site, investments are made up of the funds that are not needed to be held to pay expenses. So the city treasurer can invest these funds in a variety of accounts. By investing these funds, the city funds, the city of Bristol earns interest on its surplus cash. Mm-hmm. This okay, is right on their is, website, or is this out of their comprehensive report? This is report? an easier report that's laid out easier for you to read. It's called the Popular Annual Financial Report. Popular Annual Financial Report. So if you go to Google, you type in P-A-F-R, mm-hmm. and type in Bristol, Connecticut, and you could read it. Okay. Now, I don't know how things are in Bristol, Connecticut, and I'd suspect that uh, most of America isn't like it is in New Hampshire, but... When it comes down to, uh, you know, when it, they're supposed to return tax dollars that are not used in that year. So if they don't, you know, if they don't use the tax dollars, they're just projecting what they're going to use. If they don't use it, they're supposed to give it back. They're not allowed to put it in funds and and save it for later. I agree with you. And Bristol is a poor town of fifty thousand people. Hmm. But maybe they are, Mark. Maybe they are allowed to do that in order to f- shore up their uh, pension funds and things like that. Maybe, maybe Probably their pension funds. Maybe and... your understanding of the law is not quite complete. I mean, that's all. Well, that's my suggestion. I can there. tell you that uh, you know somebody who came up with a good idea like that. Uh, I'm sure that every bureaucrat has you know since <laughs> then has, uh, <laughs> has has attempted to tear it apart because, to work around it. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely what they wouldn't want to have happen. So you're saying right there in the and I see it here the popular annual financial report. You're saying it just lays it right out that, uh, yeah, we have all this extra money. And, it's only uh, 25 pages. It's easy to read. Yep, yep, I see it right here. I thank you for pointing that out, sir, and I thank you for the call. So there you go. So now we know that there's apparently a popular annual financial report in some places. This may not be everywhere. In fact, in Keene, they don't actually even call it the comprehensive annual financial report. It's just like the year-end financial report. So there may be some variation on the terminology, but it's the other document they publish that's not the budget, basically. It's the financial report on the city or the school unit or whatever it is that, that you're looking into. We continue with Bill in Ohio. You are on free talk live hello bill hey guys uh great show i'm, I'm really glad you're you're bringing this up and and i as well have uh, alex jones to thank for you know bringing this up but, uh, have you guys checked out um it's called Capperman either dot org dot com it's a gentleman by the name of walter burian yeah, I was on his. Uh, I was doing, on his website today. It was uh, he was the guy that uh, Jones was interviewing in this video about right. the Cappers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he he breaks it down pretty well. And because I mean, unlike you, Ian, I, I'm not a financial guy, so you know a lot of that was just gobbledygook to me. I couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I I thought about doing for for a while, um, but I'm a truck driver, so I'm only home you know a few days a month. But. Uh, Basically, I was going to get copies of like Freedom to Fascism, you know, about the taxes, and also information uh, back to the uh, the capper, uh, and just basically hand it out to people in my neighborhood, because um, I think that's a good way to to wake people up to this sort of thing and have them look at it for themselves. Yeah, I think that's a fine idea. Anytime you can get with somebody to watch the Freedom to Fascism, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that some of these numbers, I mean, if if published. Uh, if the numbers are true, as as these people that are talking about these CAFR reports are suggesting that they are uh, in your local area to publish those numbers, could be very damaging to the political careers of these bureaucrats. That they, you know, they probably don't want to talk about this stuff. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 one thing that 
really makes me nearly violently ill when I think about it is, you know, especially in, I, I mean, I, I live in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. and or I grew up in, in, in the Tidewater area, and they're always talking about, you know, well, we have a, we don't have enough for the budget, we don't have this, that, and the other, and if these numbers are indeed true, just how much of a lie that really is. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's one. Of, I'm glad you brought that point up because when, whenever you see news media reporting about the budget and oh, there's a deficit, we're going to have to raise taxes, or uh, else, or, or yep. we're going to have to cut services and leave home, homeless people in the street, and uh, the kids aren't going to get educated. We've heard these sob stories before, right? Hear them all the time. We've got to, we've got to raise taxes because the children are not going to get the help they need. But all and the entire true. time they been saying that crap they have all this extra money sitting around in investments in other different in other areas i mean it's just exactly. it's, it's, it's crazy it's a, complete, it's a complete lie in a forest however on a on a on another uh, another thing talking about if these are indeed you know invested in the stock market and, and however they're invested you know liquidating them how would that affect the market again i'm not a money guy so i don't really understand that sort of thing how would that affect because you're not talking about just local you're talking about local state and uh, also federal this is, uh, well, you're, you're talking about an impossible scenario you're talking about what if america turned libertarian tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and it's not gonna yeah. Never, ever, ever. You've got you've got a couple of choices. What if the federal government explodes and uh, you know just can't you know of its own weight simply cannot function? So then state or local governments take over uh, for more infrastructure type situations. You know what if Wall Street goes belly up and and uh, your stocks aren't worth anything? It's it's really unlikely. Yeah. Maybe just maybe, and that's why I moved up here to New Hampshire. We can get a situation where we can move one state. A tiny, tiny little state into, you know, a more free situation, you know, step by step, day by day, we can do things like this. So it's it's never going to drastically affect the financial market. Well, well, gee, guys, thanks for bursting my bubble there. I can dream, though, can't I? Uh, <laughs> you can dream about libertarianism all you want. If you want to see it in action, you want to see people taking steps towards it, you need to move for the Free State Project. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the call tonight. And let's talk to Glenn in Florida. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Glenn. Glenn, Florida, Hello. going once. Hi. Hey, Glenn. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Good. Um, there's, there's one part of this that uh, everybody seems to be missing. Okay. Um, your city, every city, every county, every state, and the federal government is a corporation. This is true. And that's why they get to invest the money. As a matter of fact, you're a corporation yourself. So I've heard. Did, did, are you familiar with the term straw man? Uh, yes, uh, we've talked about this on the program in the past. It's a fascinating concept, the idea that uh, when people are born in this country, they essentially become registered with the state, and the state can uh, can sell, uh, is, it, is it bonds that they're supposed to sell on the backs of uh, these uh, these corporate people that they create, these uh, fictions, these legal fictions? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting into it myself now, so I'm not really that you know well-versed in it, but yeah. I have been doing a lot of reading on it. This also has to do with... Uh, you know your your movement up there and um, uh, the jail jail time you're talking about and your couch. 
all that stuff. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I am not a corporation because I didn't go and do that. I didn't consent to that. So if it's true that they really have all these different little corporations with uh, the, the same name that your parents gave you uh, for you, that's something they did. It's not me. And that's there is a difference there. And I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I do have a corporation that I went and registered, but I went and, and did that myself. And did it anonymously, so they don't know it was me that did it. I like those New Hampshire corporations. They're kind of fun for, for that stuff. More on the way here. Hour number two is coming up. New you Mexico. Can, new, yeah, you're right. New Mexico. Thank you. Uh, hour two is on the way. You can bring up anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. Board up. I hear a little something in the background there. Not sure what that is, but uh, something playing. There it goes. All right, 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, Mark. I know you wanted to talk immigration, but we've got to keep going with these phone calls. Sure. Uh, Anthony is on the line in Florida on the amp line. Hello, Anthony. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, we have my mom. She has a vitamin B12 deficiency. Okay. And um, and we and she's been getting um, them from getting it from Canada. Uh huh. She had first been getting it in Michigan from this doctor, and um, but and. He moved away, so they, then we. She started getting them from Canada, mm-hmm. and um, and they and the uh, FDA gave sent her a letter and saying that um, that she that they were going to hold them hold the serum because you know the way they are. Yeah, they, because she wasn't supposed to be getting it from Canada. Is that why? Just the and so I don't know. And so mom called the Canada the Canada people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they say this happens all the time. Okay. And uh, so they just, just they hijack get... they hijack people's medication and say, yeah, we're holding on to this because it it could be dangerous, even though it's okay in Canada, it might not be okay in the United States. That kind of thing. Yeah, and 
So, Wait, so let me see if I'm clear on this, Mark uh, and Anthony. Are you suggesting that this is medication that's unavailable in the United States? No. Yeah, you can't get it over the counter But because they won't sell it to you. Okay, but you could and get it in the United States with a prescription, but your mom is choosing to go with the Canadian uh, method because, because she... She doesn't... She can't get... She can't and get a prescription. In Canada, they give it to you over the counter. I see. Okay. They don't sell vitamin B12 so, over the counter in the United States. I'm sure no. I've had B12 before. Are you talking no. about an injectable form? Yeah, one that you you put into your take take a shot with it. Okay. Ah, okay. Into the leg, you know. And so yeah. basically, and what you're saying is the FDA is protecting its buddies here in the state by saying, "Sorry, lady, you can't get that. If you want to get that, you have to go to a doctor, and then he's going to give you a prescription, and you have to go through the process." Is that the basic idea? Yeah. Thanks, Anthony, for the call. Yeah. Good hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's talk to Rich in Massachusetts. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rich. Rich? Hi, how are you doing tonight? Just great, Rich. What's on your mind? Hey, I love your show. Thank you. What's on your mind tonight? Go ahead. Um, just I'm a Ron Paul fan. I'm still a fan of his, and uh, just trying to uh, deal with the whole thing we're doing here, right, with the bailout and everything else. Well, who? Well, first of all, I will caution you. I don't <laughs> think you and I are doing the bailout. Those are the people we're in just, Washington. We're just getting robbed. Yeah, you and I are the victims. Go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think this is really a new world order. As all the conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theories say that it's supposed to be a, uh, you know, Bush is trying to outdo his daddy like he did before. And uh, I really think that uh, he's going towards the New World Order thing. And what do you mean by that? When you say the New World Order, what, are you, uh, what, what, well, what does gonna, that mean? They're going to collapse the economy, which they're on a good way of doing that at this point. Oh, okay, and, yeah. In order to actually do a global economy thing and have some sort of global dollar. There have certainly been proposals about such a thing, but I don't know how likely it is. I mean, I know that, wasn't it China that you know, threw that idea out there recently? There's certainly some global countries. currency? Yeah, there's certainly some countries that are for it. However, I don't know if all of them are, uh, because then the central banks in those countries will lose their power uh, to whatever the new central bank is, the UN bank or whatever you want to call it, the World Bank. I know that the World right. Bank already exists, but... Right, so uh, the most powerful well, pe already, people in those individual countries, the, the most powerful people in those individual countries would cease to be the most powerful people in their countries because they'd lose their positions to some world uh, or bank that they would become then, subservient. To right, them. and yeah, I can't imagine want that. I can't imagine that they'd want to do that. Well, I think they have already been doing it for years because the Federal Reserve, as Ron Paul has, has shown and brought out in the past, that. It is not a federal reserve at all. It's not a federal or a reserve. This is all true, uh, but that doesn't so, speak to Kenya. That doesn't speak to Argentina. That doesn't speak to various other countries that have their own. Well, I'm not saying it speaks to every single country, but it certainly speaks to the, you know, top countries we've been. Oh yeah, well I don't uh, I don't doubt doing, that the, the bureaucrats. We're doing business right, financial business with China right now, which nobody would ever believe. Uh, 30 years ago that we would ever be doing. Well, when you say we, do you mean the federal government or do you I, mean individual I, I, businessmen? I, yes, I mean, yes, I do mean the federal government. I don't mean the people themselves because I, like you, believe that, you know, we have no voice in this whole thing. Well, if, right. If I, as a businessman, want to buy products from China, I should be able to be free to do that. What is it the business that you're suggesting the uh, the feds are doing with China besides getting money loaned uh, loaned to them? Is that well, it? Well, we've, we've already... 
we're buying so many products from China. So that, when you're uh, saying we, you well, mean individual Americans are purchasing yes, Chinese absolutely. products? There's nothing wrong with that. That's good business. I mean, that's uh, that's you know getting products at well, the best price. Well, uh, there's, there's also but, a thing called equal trade and stuff. And right, and they're nowhere near equal trade with China. What are they a, buying off us besides scrap metal? That's yeah. It's a great point. The fact is that we've we've uh, we the United States government has given China most favored uh, nation trading status when in fact they're not buying anything from us. I mean, there's not much trading going on except dollars for whatever their stuff is. And or, as far as I'm concerned, it's not cool for one nation to be most favored and get tariff benefits when another nation doesn't. Oh, there should be that. there should be no tariffs at all. There should be no taxes on imports or exports, period. And each individual should be able to decide for themselves uh, with whom they do business around the world. But I'd like to point right. something out. Just because one country is exporting more than it imports or imports more than it exports doesn't have anything to do with their quality of life. Uh, just as an example, look at Hong Kong. Hong Kong is essentially a rock. They have no natural resources uh, to speak of whatsoever, and yet they're the most bustling free economy in the world today. That By all indicators, Hong Kong is the freest, most economically free place in the world, and they have nothing as far as natural resources are concerned. So it's fine if all you're doing is importing a bunch of stuff, as long as what you're doing is doing it on a voluntary basis, consent basis, where the government is not stepping in the way, charging import taxes or export taxes or, or getting in the way. Does that make sense? Well... In a way, you made a couple of good points, but you also, uh, China is nowhere anywhere near free. So I didn't uh, say China was free, sir. I didn't say, let me point something out here. I didn't say China was free. I said Hong Kong was the most economically free place. So that right. doesn't mean well, you have personal freedoms. It means you have economic freedoms, and those are to, you know, two different categories. I thank you for the call. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Singapore is also the usually the second most economically free place, but we all know that you can't chew gum in the street in Singapore. Right, they beat you with a stick if you spit gum on the sidewalk in uh, in Singapore now, Hong Kong, I would imagine—I don't know—you know, every I've—I've I've heard things about about the place. So I've never been there. I it would ain't imagine. China. Yeah, it's, it's owned it's, by China, but it's not China. Right, and I think that uh, I think that likely you are quite quite free in Hong Kong, but um, you know it, it's well the stories it's a about long the, ways off. Right, the stories that we've read, uh, the anecdotal stories that we've read over the years about Hong Kong, back in I believe it was 1997 was when they were handed back to China from Great was Britain. Was it 90? Well, anyway, late 90s they were handed back to China uh, from Great Britain, and there was all this concern over, oh gosh, what are the commies going to do? They're going to crack down they're going to kill the golden goose and they didn't uh the communist party basically they sit in their offices over there in hong kong they taxed the golden goose and found yeah. ah the golden eggs are great mm -hmm. and so what have they done they've tried to replicate the golden goose around china what have we done we've done our best to turn into the soviet freaking union since i've been alive so we, we we want kids to snitch in their parents for their uh, for for smoking pot. We want uh, you, you know we government. want to raise the taxes every yeah. chance we get. It's 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 funny when well, uh, I don't want those things. The government people do, and Americans go along with it in droves. You You're know right. what? The vast majority of Americans do want to raise taxes for their little pet project, whether it's to educate the poor, crippled kids, or whatever it is. They don't mind stealing to get it. Yes. They don't understand freedom. They don't deserve freedom. I'm in agreement. More on the way. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk. 
up anything. Just dial toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, and they include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your download and convenience. Totally free at freetalklive.com. You know email's not secure, but hey, privacy's dead, right? Wrong. Introducing privacyharbor.com, an easy-to-use, secure email alternative. Sign up for a free account, account today. That free account uh, will continue to be free. It's not like it's a limited-time situation. You can, can, you can have it from you know, now and forever, and you can send emails securely. It's privacyharbor.com. As we go to your phone calls, Bach is on the line in Mexico. Bach, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, sorry, that's Doc. Doc? Like is in doctor. Hello, yeah. Doc. Are uh, you, in fact, hi. in Mexico? Yes, in Mexico. Excellent. Uh, uh, I wanted to give you uh, some information on annual financial reports. Yes, sir. Uh, comprehensive annual financial reports. Now, I'm no expert on the subject. I've talked with Bill Veet, who's a uh, money historian and sh- an expert on such matters. Uh, and... From what I understand, if I can try to represent it as accurately as sure. I understand it, uh, the numbers that we usually get publicly are partial numbers uh, with the intention to con the public, and those are budget numbers. If you have a personal budget, you budget X amount for your mortgage on your house, X amount for your car payment, X amount for groceries, and mm-hmm. so forth. It's the amounts you're going to spend on various expenses. And that's what a budget is, and that's the numbers that are released to the public. Well, okay? the comprehensive annual financial reports and are released minute, publicly just, as well. Let me it's finish. Just, let me ahead. finish. But it's not, but the comprehensive annual financial report includes lots and lots of different kinds of income that are not the budget. They're not expenditures. They're, they're incomes from various sources. And there's huge amounts of income that the information is not released to the general public. This is my general understanding of it so that when they talk about we have a budget of X amount and so forth, and so we need to raise taxes because it's, you know, it's 30% more than last year and blah, 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 blah. And so right, forth they're playing so a shell game. Yes, exactly. They're not telling you that their actual income is, you know, 300 times the amount in the budget. But I don't know if you know, it's or, that or high, whatever but, it might be, yeah. You know, whatever it might be, but it's multiples of times greater than whatever their budget is. Yep, that's the but understanding that I've gotten. It's a huge slush fund that they use for whatever underhanded purposes they want to use it for. The one correction I have, I mean, uh, my understanding is very similar to yours, but the one correction I have is that, uh, yes, the, that, that the comprehensive annual financial reports, they are public. It's just that they're not talked about. The, the media won't talk about yes. them, uh, and exactly. nobody discusses them. So they're obscured. It's you can get them. Exactly. Right. They're, they're, they're obscure and ob- obfuscated. They're, they're not inaccessible. They're just not something that's generally presented to the public. 
you, I think you've yeah. pretty much nailed it from what, that's what I understand. And so I think more people need to be aware of it. Um, but, you know, in the long run, the real reason I brought it up tonight was to point out that if these bureaucrats claim when we start to, when we begin here in New Hampshire to stop cooperating with paying these property taxes, as I would like to find some people who will join me in not paying these uh, property taxes anymore, if they try to pull this crap about, oh, the kids aren't going to get educated or the, the old people are going to die in the streets, then that's bunk because they've got all kinds of money and and there's no reason why they can't operate on a voluntary basis with all of these investments and all of this extra money they have. I thank you and enjoy uh, Mexico down there. Thank you for the call tonight. Well, I, the kids are going to get educated because their parents are going to want to educate right, them. Right. Um, my kid's going to get educated because I'm willing to Apparently, un, uh, unlike most parents out there, I'm willing to pay to educate my child without, you know, going after other people's uh, wallets. I don't know why it is that other people believe that, you know, they, they, it's okay to uh, go after my house in order to educate their kid, but yeah. they, they seem to think that's all right. So, but you know what I'm saying, Mark. They're going to make it sound like nobody will get an education. The police uh, will not be protecting anybody. The fires will rage out of control. You know, they'll try to, to paint this big disaster picture, just like they're doing down in Massachusetts right now with the uh, the proposal from the Center for Small Government to yeah. reduce uh, to cut the income tax out. Well, I wonder what the CAFR is for the state of Massachusetts. And how would that how would that compare to what they're getting in in uh, in income levels uh, in, in in the income tax? But if you look at what the the defenders of the income tax are saying, and boy, are they legion! Uh, I was reading the uh, one of the more recent updates from the Center for Small Government, and they mm-hmm. pointed out that 100 percent of newspaper editorials are written against the ballot provision, and like 95 percent of op-ed columns are written against. The ballot provision. So I mean, the Massachusetts media has lined up in lockstep with the government to uh, to promote the idea of keeping the income tax because of the same old scare tactics. Oh God, society will crumble. As though societies crumbled. I mean, look, look at food. Isn't that an important area of life? Well, somehow mm. we managed to make it without those, uh, the government controlling food. Right, those greedy now, capitalists have brought us food, and they've done a darn good job. I'll grant you, I'll grant you that the, the government, there are government programs out there that give food to the poorest of people. So if we were using that kind of system, why the hell are 90% of the kids in America, middle class, upper middle class kids, getting free education, quote unquote free education? It's, it's actually extraordinarily expensive education yeah. when you think about the fact that nobody's responsible for the budget, budgets on these things. But why are they getting uh, free education at my expense? Well, because... It's easier to steal than it is to to go out there and do business in the marketplace. And it's time that we had some people, some activists, uh, preferably here in New Hampshire, it's time we had some activists take a firm position on this and say, no more stealing. I've had it, and I am willing to take a risk in order to make this uh, this positive stance, to take this uh, this great risk and put my house on the line uh, and actually f- find out what happens. Are they going to throw somebody out? Uh, in, are they going to throw a family out of their own home because they didn't pay these government property taxes that they, by no evidence whatsoever, have any obligation to pay except the fact that they're scared S-less that some government gang is going to come and throw them out on their butts? That's the, only, that's the reason why many people who are of a liberty-minded uh, 
viewpoint pay property taxes because they're scared of what the, the consequences might be. There's no obligation and everybody knows it. There's no contract that you signed. There is no social contract. It's all a fantasy. The idea that just because you live in a specific geographic landmass that you automatically are consenting to any rules that the people claiming dominion over that landmass write down on pieces of paper and call ordinances or statutes or laws or whatever it is they call them is absolute fantasy. It's Santa Claus land. This is the tooth fairy stuff. But yet it's believed by most people far and wide. And so shattering those beliefs, changing those beliefs, persuading people to understand that picking up the gun in the room is not a very neighborly thing to do, threatening your neighbors with violence if they don't consent to, to whatever arbitrary rules your rulers have chosen to enforce upon them is very barbaric. And mankind needs to move along beyond that. But in order to move beyond it, it's going to take people taking risk. I'm willing to take that risk, and I'm hoping other people will join me in it. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and they include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Also, join us at the Liberty Forum. Coming up in early March 2009, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live, as we have done for the past two Liberty Forums. This will be the third, our third of three, uh, and we're going to be there the entire time. Doing our show uh, live on remote, and if if, if you're there, uh, you're welcome to sit in on a third mic, sort of like how you'd call the show. Well, you can call by actually being there, uh, so you can participate in that way, or just sit around and enjoy the company of other Free Talk Live listeners and other liberty-minded people, because there will be a lot of them around. The Liberty Forum and libations. Yes, a lot of libations. Uh, the Liberty Forum is put on by the Free State Project. You can go to freestateproject.org/libertyforum to learn more about it. And I don't know if the early bird pricing is still in effect. It may be. I haven't heard otherwise, so I'm going to presume that it still is. Uh, But they keep expanding the list of of guest speakers that they're going to have there, including uh, the biggest announcement they've had so far. Richard Heller is their keynote speaker. He is, of course, the Richard Heller from the Heller versus D.C. gun ban case that you might have heard of recently. Yeah, Richard Heller, Free State Project member. He'll be one of the keynotes. Uh, so he's going to be there. A lot of other folks, including Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land, John Taylor Gatto, another pretty big name, uh, so a man that really knows the inside of the the dirty underbelly of the government education or government indoctrination system. He was he's Teacher of the there. Year in New York. In New York, New York State. State. Uh, David Twice. Berglund, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate. Uh, David Berglund is going to be there. We've had him on the show in the past. He's also an author. He wrote Libertarianism in One Lesson. Really great guy. Uh, looking forward to meeting him for the first time. So lots of uh, liberty-oriented luminaries will be in attendance and hundreds of people that also, like you, get it. They get it, and they love liberty, and they want to do something about it. Many of them already live here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. They're early movers, and a bunch of them are, are brand new, uh, and some of them are longtime members, but they just haven't made the move yet, so they're coming up to experience what it's like to be around hundreds of other people that also love freedom. And if you have never experienced such a thing, 
I highly recommend you don't miss the Liberty Forum. Head over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Use this code 2009FTL. That'll get you 10% off whatever the current price is. Maybe the early bird discounted price, maybe a slightly um, increased price. But whatever it is, 2009FTL gets you a discount. We continue with your phone calls, and we talk to Steve in Colorado. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Hello there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I'm going to kind of think on my feet a little bit here. Uh, I'm, I'm usually not too bad at it, although I'm always a little bit nervous when I talk on the radio. Me too. Um, yeah, I know you are. I've heard you say that before. Um, I heard I was listening to an old older show, and you were telling somebody, I think it might have been a local politician, maybe you were reading an email, uh, Ian, and you said, you know, as you get to be more familiar with freedom and liberty, uh, the, the concept of liberty, You'll know my position even even before you talk to me about it because you'll just automatically know what the 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 philosophy philosophy of liberty uh, position will lead you to. Pretty much, yeah. And, and I what I and the reason why I thought about calling tonight was because I found an old uh, internet forum post that I had made probably uh, uh, maybe six or seven years ago back when I was a Ralph Nader supporter, <laughs> um, and and. It was just this incredible, there was no guiding philosophy, there was no principle. Um, and it was just this mishmash of, you know, just blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I don't really know how to quite articulate it. Well, yeah, it's, you're, uh, you're, you're sort of repeating what you've heard, you're repeating sort of the talking points about social justice. I mean, if you're talking about Ralph Nader, mm-hmm. social justice. Sure. Social justice. What, is the, what are the other things yeah. they're really into? Well, uh, the you know, the drug war was a big one for me. Yep, uh, yep, military, military adventurism, except for, except for dig this. I was a very unenthusiastic, I want to stress that, unenthusiastic supporter of the Iraq war. I had my fingers crossed that Bush was right in a way I knew he wasn't. And the very first time I heard that there was no WMD, I threw my hands up in the air and said, okay, that's it. I'll never trust these guys again. Yep. Well, good uh, for you. Uh, but, yeah, um, it, it was the scary, it was the scary part for me too. You know, the, the idea that uh, Saddam Hussein's sitting over there with the, uh, and, and they really wanted you to believe this, that, that he's sitting on top of an ICBM <laughs> with a, with a, you know, with right, a big right. red button plunger in his hand, ready to go. Ready um, to go. Sure, man. But, uh, you know, then you think about it. Saddam Hussein could never get an ICBM. So then you're then you're talking about the suitcase nukes, and these suitcase oh, yeah. nukes, the threat of these things have been has been floating around for the last twenty years. The idea that uh, <laughs> you know that there was a Tom Clancy novel that was based uh, remotely on this. But, I could have brought ten suitcase nukes, uh, nukes back from Canada if I'd wanted. Yeah, right. If there are in fact suitcase nukes out there, there's mm-hmm. nothing we're ever going to do about. <laughs> them nothing they've been out there for two decades russia had them then afghanistan had them and then uh, iraq had them and 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 the mujahideens got them and and uh, don't forget the 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 farc down in south america everybody's got these things and they're going to sneak them across the porous border of of canada and you're not going to do anything about it and so you just If, if they if they are not fiction one will go off Right, and, and there's, it will happen. Right, and there's nothing we're gonna do about it, so you might as yeah. well forget about it 
take a deep breath and enjoy your freedom because right. you can give away all your freedom and we're never going to get these things. You'll never yeah. be safe from and, suitcase well, hooks. Yeah. I was I was thinking about you know, the, the people people would like you to believe that uh, in fact they the the FBI the CIA the dark men in cloaks uh, with, with in the raincoats with the sunglasses have managed to pick up all kinds of terrorists <laughs> since 9/11. Yeah. If oh, yeah. those dark so. men are protecting you and let's hope that they're protecting you in a way that uh, is legal. Mm-hmm. Where are the trials? Oh sure. Yeah, I mean, exactly. are they slitting all Why their throats? I mean, <laughs> and, and, I haven't seen a news no, story of any of these no guys. Trials, and if there are, if there is happening, and there are no trials, we should all be scared. Right. Uh, but going, but going back to my original point, though, and I thank you for all that because I, I really love it when I just throw something out there and you guys run with it. I really do. But going back to my original point, reading this this email or this post, rather this forum post. I'm sure that if you guys had tapped me on the shoulder as I was writing that and asked me if I believed in liberty, I would have said, oh, oh yes, yeah. of course. Liberty's I'm, good. I'm a liberal. The word liberal comes from the word liberty. liberty. Duh. I mean, of course I believe in liberty. Yeah. Who doesn't? What do you think? I'm a fascist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the, and the thing is, is I, I absolutely did not believe in liberty, yet I was convinced I did. Yeah, this is what misinformation does to people, you know. It's it's misdirection, yeah. it's misinformation, and how fascinating. I love how you've called to uh, to share, uh, you know, example of what it was like for you. I mean, re- you're reflecting today on what it was like for you six or seven years ago. I don't know. I'm sure I could probably dig up some of my own stuff from back then too, and and find yeah. and be amused at like, yo, how could I have believed such poppycock? Yeah. Well, yeah. we've been indoctrinated, one, you know. One one thing one thing that I do that I did say in there was. Uh, Freedom is the freedom to walk into any health clinic anywhere and get free health care. That's freedom. <laughs> yep. freedom. Freedom is the freedom to enslave those doctors and nurses yeah. to work for you. There you go. Good call tonight, Steve. Appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. 800-259-9231. We were indoctrinated. I mean, you can't blame somebody for being where they are today. Wherever it is they are today, whatever level of ignorance they have about the uh, the state and its functions and government and all that and freedom, whatever their level of uh, ignorance is or knowledge is, you can't blame them for being where they are. We all entered this path at different points in our lives, and we're all taking it at, uh, at a different speed. Hopefully, we can ex- help accelerate that process, and I think Free Talk Live is an important, is an important part of that in, in accelerating that process, because I don't think it should take seven years like it did for me to get to where I am today. I think uh, you, you can move that along quicker, and we've seen examples of that happening. But you can't ever blame somebody. So if, they're, if they seem really lost, you know, drop a few breadcrumbs for them. Drop a few ideas. Let them, let them s- simmer, I guess, on those for a while, and let them come to the conclusions on their own. Use persuasive tactics. Go to the Advocates website, the Advocates for Self-Government at theadvocates.org, and uh, bone up on persuasion tactics. Bone up on learning how to persuade, because argumentation just doesn't get you anywhere. I had an example of it. Uh, even you know, I still, as as practiced as I'd like to think I am, over the weekend or not the weekend, but this week, we went out to uh, Keene State College, and one of the state representatives comes out, Tim Robertson, who is just a dyed-in-the-wool commie, and, except he's good on the pot issue. And he just let me, you know, he just let it fly on me, and we got into it. And I shouldn't have done that. I should have, you know, stuck to the gun in the room and just moved on beyond him. And he, we wasted each other's time, and it was kind of fun because he's a jerk, and he's never going to convert. He's going to die before he converts. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free 
Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial toll-free 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So uh, jump into the email box here real quick since we're going to talk about immigration. I figured an immigration email would be relevant here. Eric writes in. He says, I wrote you about immigration. And you read my email on the air with some stupid southern accent. (laughs) And so I guess I'll affect that accent again just because it bothered him. (laughs) And I'm from Pennsylvania. You lost that debate, boy. Well, he didn't write boy, but why? Because you insulted me and called me a racist. As soon as somebody runs out of ideas or knows they're losing, they start insulting. It's an old well, liberal trick. I, I, it's not an old liberal trick. It's just an old human trick. But I, I would, uh, I, I would suggest that if, if it, you know, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's got feathers like a duck. It might be a duck. And if somebody acts in a racist fashion, maybe they are. Now you two or three, I can't keep track of how many you got there. Are always saying that you aren't free. Well, I wonder where you live, cause I'm free. I'm an American. Well, Americans are the freest people in the world. And he capitalized that, by the way, that last sentence. Americans are the freest people in the world. It, I, I wouldn't argue with that particular sentiment. Um, mm, it, it not may, economically. Well, no, not economically. We're ranked, uh, you know, lower economically. But when you start thinking lower and think, lower. Uh, it's true, it's going down, um, economically free than other countries. But when you look at other places and you start sort of rating their freedom, you know, Hong Kong, are you free to snow ski in Hong Kong? I don't know. You're free to do it in America. Are you free to uh, lounge on the beach uh, in, 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 uh, in Ireland, which is likely a freer place, uh, you know, economically? Maybe. Most likely. They've got a beach. Yeah. It sucks. And it's cold. Okay. All right. What about during the summer? Uh, well, it sucks less during the summer. Okay. Uh, but it's, you know, I mean, it's just not that nice. <laughs> so I think that America does afford a lot of freedoms that, uh, you know, other places don't. However, it's not the by far and removed freest place like it used to be. It used to be this shining beacon of freedom on a hill, and it's not that anymore. And part of the reason that it's not is the laws that we've enacted in order to keep out illegal aliens because they're coming here and they're being brown and they're speaking Spanish and working hard. I hate that crap. You know, I hate when I call on the telephone and I have to push one for English. I shouldn't have to push one. Well, who are you calling, man? You're calling somebody who wants you to push one. If you don't like it, hang the F up. He says, I did my time in the U.S. Navy and saw many places in the world where people are not free. I'm going to just yell whatever it is he puts in Likely when he was in the Navy, we were a lot free, more free. Maybe you should try living somewhere else. You don't <laughs> think you're going to run free. us out of the country again. Somebody's running us out of the country. Um, no, I'm from America. I believe in freedom. You want some kind of dictatorial banana republic. You move. Go, you, there's plenty of banana republics. You think that we've lost our freedoms, but you never, ever name one. Okay, I'll name it for you right now. I'd like to be free to walk down the road smoking a joint and not pay my taxes. 
There's a couple of freedoms well, for you. Well, you've got to pay taxes the price of a free society, son. How can you have, uh, how can you... Uh, Freedom ain't free, <laughs> you know. forced to do something to be free. You Freedom can't... ain't free. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what I heard on Rush Limbaugh. Okay. Uh, freedom. That's what that bumper sticker said over I there. was born free, so therefore it is free. Now, I may have to defend that freedom against and fascists right. who want to take it away to keep out the brown people. I might have to do that, but... Freedom is free. It was born in me. <laughs> we never name freedoms that have been lost in this it's country. Ludicrous. Isn't that the main focus listening. of this program? It's not even listening. I mean, aside from taking phone calls about anything, and our phone callers tend to focus on lost freedoms? Ludicrous. Anyway, he goes on, I've heard liberals saying that George W. Bush has taken away our freedoms, but they can never name one. Habeas effing corpus. <laughs> You want me to name another one? Posse Kumatatis. <laughs> I also would uh, venture to say that, uh, not venture, I, I will uh, let you know, he's grown the government, the government has grown more during the Bush administration, this one, the last eight years, than it ever has during any other president's administration ever. Right, so if the government grows in size, does that mean you have less freedom? It does because You're the government more, governs. Right? And you have to pay more in order for it to govern. Um, what are you I, I talking about? He gave us a tax cut. I got a three hundred dollar check. Okay, so he put my ki- so he put my kid in hock. Thanks very much. Well, I don't know what what talking about there, boy. You got to pay these more. bills. Uh, yeah, it's it's in the debt. Who do you think's going to pay the debt? You and your little VA pension? No. My kid, oh, thanks. You'll love this next line. If anyone ever tried to take away our freedoms, it was Bill Clinton. Of course it's Bill Clinton. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> Bill Clinton didn't grow the government anywhere near as much on a percentage basis even as Reagan did. Yeah, he really didn't. I'm I mean, sorry. He might no, have wanted to. He might have wanted to. He had Republican. Uh, he had a Republican House in there the whole time, and I believe a Republican sitting in, in a part of the time. Maybe he was just too busy getting BJ's, though. I mean, you know. I'd rather have my president doing that. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> please, please, politicians do that. Oh, well, don't he, force anybody into anything. He continues. I dare you. Dare you? Just name one freedom we've lost. Just one way that we aren't free. You can't. This email will go into your deleted items box in Christ, Eric Kalafsnik's canal. <laughs> but you two can call me Mr. Kalafsnik's canal. Okay, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you in Christ about the uh, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints fundamentalist group. I think they lost some freedom. And their children. Ooh, yeah. You don't have the freedom of religion, Mr. In Christ. Mm. God bless America. And well, the they're Navy. weird. Those folks are weird, Mark. They shouldn't have. Yeah, you shouldn't be free to, to do them sexual things with uh, young girls. Now, that's not right. I don't care if you think it's right. You asked me freedoms that might have been lost. Well, there you go. Oh, by the way, Mr. Eric, uh, yeah, it didn't go into my deleted box. I did hold on to it for six months, though. I got that way back in May. But, you know, you know email it's like hard, that, that's an evergreen. It's hard to get emails. Uh, you know, like get that? To emails. No, yeah. I'm sorry. It's hard to get to emails. No, well, it's hard to get to emails, number one. But it's also, we don't really, you know, we just don't get emails like this very often. You would think that with Free Talk Live being as iconoclastic as it is, and I consider this show pretty damned iconoclastic. Maybe the, one of the most iconoclastic shows on radio. Maybe the most. Considering how iconoclastic we are, we really just don't get a lot of hate mail. I mean, I understand that you do if you want to send email to the show. I've made it so you do have to go to the About the Show page and find out what the email address is. But somebody that's burning with hate, 
will go and do that. I mean, we get them from time to time, but mostly 99% of the email or 98% of the emails we get are just article suggestions and, you know, the occasional question and just positive sort of If you of whip emails. out the bigot or, um, you know, racial comments, and I swear to God, I think that the vast majority of people that are really pounding this anti-immigration uh, drum are, are bigots. I swear, I do. Now, I know that there's people out there that, that think, well, our infrastructure can't handle it or blah, 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 blah. Well, you can I'll find agree out. with you. Our infrastructure would have a difficult time handling it. However, that's our fault for creating the infrastructure in the first place. That does not – that doesn't behold the – alien who simply wants to move from one place to another you can freely. It. He's you... a free man. He was born that way. Right. And I don't care if you created a public school system and you don't want to educate the, the aliens when they come. It's pretty easy to identify which ones are racist and which ones aren't. I mean, when you're talking with somebody about the issue of immigration... On the phone, it's very easy. So, some and... people... like we, we, asked, we had this one woman on who said she wasn't a bigot, and we asked her how... You asked her, Ian, how it was that she could tell the illegal aliens from the, the, the non-illegal ones. And she she said she could just tell. She could just tell. I, I, she's in the convenience what store. they wear. She's in the grocery store. She's listening to people speak Spanish, and she knows which ones are legal and which ones Nonsense. aren't. No, she's a bigot. But, but really, I hear the way it here really, all the time. The way to nail it down is to just answer objections. If you're talking about the immigration issue and somebody is concerned with immigration, as most Americans seem to be, then you can ask them, well, what are your concerns? Well, I don't want them taking welfare. Or I don't want them taking this. You know, they usually, welfare is usually one of the first things that comes up. And so you can – the satisfactory response to that is, well, the welfare system shouldn't, uh, shouldn't exist. Do you agree with that? Or you know, if, if we got rid of the welfare system, if the government got rid of the welfare system and got rid of all these handouts to not just immigrants but to everybody, then wouldn't you be okay with people coming here and making a better life for themselves? Well, what about the jobs? Well, jobs, you're, just, you're not understanding the economics correctly. Economics, you know, you look at uh, people coming in creates a higher demand for more services and products, so the people that come in sort of create a demand for more jobs in the first place. So the, the idea that there's a fixed amount of jobs is a complete economic fallacy. You can explain these things, but if they keep coming up with objections and they get more absurd like, what about lupus? Or whatever it is that, uh, that they're saying to people. <laughs> they have. got whole colonies of lepers. They're right, standing across the border. They're That's eating what it dogs. Is. Yeah, and then it, you know, there's the, 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 the further you dig with these people, the more clear it becomes what their true motivations are. Hour three's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's ZeusCoin.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. All right, Mark. Well, we've got a decision to make here. We said you were going to talk about the immigration issue. You had a story about that. But we've also had a request. One of our listeners has asked us to heckle the debate, which is going on right now, between the, you know, the guys that are running for president. 
And I'm torn. I mean, I, I like the immigration issue, but it's been a long time since we've done a little debate heckling on this show. Well, I could uh, sum up uh, both the article and the debate, uh, you know, uh, e- each of them uh, in less in 30 seconds. Uh, on, the, on the debate, the beautiful brown man and the old uh, red guy will uh, b- largely agree on everything and uh, disagree on some minor points. Um, and in the article, uh, we talked about, uh, you know, the, the what we predicted came true. Uh, many Mexicans are returning to Mexico saying that, uh, you know, the crackdown is just too fearsome. And, you know, that, that obviously, obviously freedoms have been compromised here in the United States. And, you know, now that the uh, financial situations uh, come into play, it's not that great of a place anyway. You know, they're, they're not getting work. So, yeah, that actually our government sounds... has actually made it so that, uh, you, you know, this isn't this place isn't that great. Is this a new story? Be. Is this brand new? Because it, it sounds familiar. It sounds like a story that came out a few months back that had a very similar theme. They'd done some interviews. They'd looked at some numbers. The numbers do show that there are less people coming here. Now, of course, those are government Fewer. numbers. So few, fewer people are coming here. So those are government numbers. So who knows if they're just trying to manipulate them in order to manipulate their budgets. It makes sense to me. I mean, obviously. It does make sense. I, 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 I don't think you can stop illegal immigrants, immigration. I do think with uh, enough policing. Uh, that but why you can, come here? You can, uh, yeah. you can, you know, make fewer people do it. Yeah. Right. If you know that there's a, there's a greater chance that your family is going to be torn apart, then why come? And that's what's happening is what you're saying is these uh, folks are just deciding to stay where they are because they're looking at the freedom situation here and they're saying, well, I used to think America was free, but maybe not so much anymore. Let's just stay where we are and tough well, it out. You know, and, and to some extent, this is what the uh, the, the people that. You know, the, the the people that want this war on immigration, they're getting what they want. Um, a total police state? Well, no, they're 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 getting the immigrants to go away, but at the cost of freedom. Well, it's everyone's not, not as much theirs as it is someone else's. You know, I mean, if they're busting into a, you know, a chicken processing plant in uh, Iowa, what do I care really? This is the attitude of most Americans when it comes well, to what any do I issue. Care? Personally, personally, what do I care? I mean, I, I care because I care, I, but well, wait, you know, I care how does it affect me? It affects you in that you pay less for chicken. You would normally pay less for chicken, but now you're going to pay a little more for chicken. Right. Not a lot more. And, you know, those people are willing to compromise what the average person pays for chicken in order to get what they want. That's the direct They're obviously effect. willing to compromise that because they want the government to enforce borders, which means that yeah. they're willing to, to take my tax dollars away from me to prosecute this war. So that's, that's the first freedom issue. The second freedom issue is shouldn't free people be able to fro- cross free borders right. freely? Right. The, the, the most direct effect is the prices of products and services. Uh, the less direct effect is the idea that if you love freedom, you need to understand that you can't really be free unless you stand up for the freedoms of others who may not necessarily have an effect in your life. So uh, it really reminds me of when we were talking about the foie gras ban in Chicago. I mean, who cares about foie gras? The only people that eat foie gras are the muckety mucks, the the rich, wealthy people that can afford going out and having dinners like that at their hoity-toity restaurants they like to go to. And so, I mean, as far as the average uh, middle class or lower class American is concerned, who gives a flip if they ban f- foie gras? This is the attitude that most Americans have about one another and, and uh, the, the various different freedoms that the government has infringed upon over time. As long as it's not your freedom that you're enjoying, then it's no big deal. Then it doesn't matter. This is, a, this is such a common attitude, and this is one of the things that needs to change because it goes right back to what Pastor Martin Niemöller said back in the 40s, and that is that first they came for the communists. 
communists. Then they came for the trade unionists. And in this case, uh, today, they came for the immigrants. They came for the drug dealers. They came for the alleged terrorists. And then before you know it, they're going to be coming after you. And I know that the respectables don't believe that to be the case. But we already have a situation where old ladies have been arrested for the height of their grass in their yard. We already have a situation where an old retired man has been arrested because he gave a girl a ride and accepted a $5 uh, contribution. Well, don't for forget the, the no-fly list where the, the uh, no you fly know, list. old nuns, uh, you yeah. know, it, it, this is all, what a million people yeah. on the terrorist watch list and a, a great deal of them on the no-fly list. Imagine what it would be like if your name showed up on the no-fly list. So it's already here, and for people to say, well, it doesn't affect me, it's nonsense, because every single bit of freedom that you allow silently consent, because your silence is consent, that you silently consent to allowing this government to get away with, is another bit of freedom that they could be taking away from you on the next day. So if you aren't willing to stand up for the immigrants or the drug dealers or fill in the blank of whoever it is that's doing, doing living life on a consensual basis. I'm not talking about violent people. I'm not talking about real criminals that do real damage to, person, to people or property. I'm talking about people engaging in consensual activity. If you're not willing to stand up for those people, even if you find their activity to be detestable, you mentioned uh, the the FLDS last hour, Mark, and I thought it was a great point. These are people that, uh, you know, they're not doing drugs or anything like that. They just have uh, kind of kooky religious beliefs and uh, have a bizarre uh, sexual uh, sexuality that's a little uncommon uh, in most of American society. And so as a result, it's easy for the government to step in and pick on those folks and victimize them, while most people can just wring their hands and say, well, those are weirdos we don't want to have those folks around here well what happens when they decide that something that you do it's not like they're around here i mean they had they had their (laughs) own damn compound right Uh, they they went off to be by themselves these aren't people that were in anybody's business yep so that's you know that's kind of the attitude that we see is this well i don't care it doesn't affect me i'm still free over here i can still come home yep. and uh, drink my beer and watch my uh adventures what, what are they watching the tv these days uh, dancing with dancing with the stars and i can watch all my television and go back to work and i'm still free you can do that anyway and you can defend freedom yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, if all you can do is speak out, then speak out. If you could do more than that, like move to New Hampshire or join the Free State Project, then then do that. Take Amp as much Free Talk Live. To Amp Free Talk Live, and we'll talk more about that. There's Somebody else has put some more money on the table for that, by the way. We'll give you an update on that. But, uh, but you take whatever actions you can to do something about it. Because if you're one of those people that's just saying, well, that's what they deserve, they're illegal. They're breaking the law. Then you are not somebody that understands a, a wit about what freedom really is. And freedom is the ability to live your life how you want and respecting your neighbors and honoring your neighbors' choices to live their lives how they want. Because eventually, if you keep telling your neighbors what to do through using the apparatus of government, the gun in the room that is the state, if you keep demanding things of your neighbors that they behave and they do this and they do that, it's not going to be too long before eventually your neighbors manage to get get enough people together to swing things in a different direction, to have that pendulum swing back and possibly have you be the one that becomes less free. And this is sort of the cycle that we've seen in this country over all of these years is various different interest groups constantly struggling over getting control of the government so they can enforce their way because they feel victimized. They feel as though they've been harmed. And damn right, they have. They've been victimized. And so I can understand why they feel the way they feel. They've been encouraged. They've been told that this is the way things are. This is a democracy. 
hypocrisy. And this is great because then right. once you've been victimized, you can victimize back. It's okay to go screwing with your neighbor and telling them what to do. That's just fine. Right. So it's until, not until this mindset changes, until we have uh, till people that don't get it have that paradigm shift that's necessary to understand that if you want freedom and there are people that don't want to be free. And to them, I say, enjoy your chains. You're welcome to have as many people give you orders and tell you what to do as whatever makes you happy. But if what you want is freedom and you don't feel free, you need to come to the understanding of allowing your neighbors to make their own choices for themselves and being okay with it. You don't have to endorse it. You don't have to right. embrace it. I don't believe I, I believe abortion is morally wrong. I'm sorry, uh, you know, many people disagree with me on this. I've gotten lots of emails. I believe that it's morally wrong. However, I wouldn't go so far as to tell you that you couldn't do it legally. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Those who seek to control others will inevitably find themselves controlled. We continue with uh, maybe some of these control freaks in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. your show and you can bring up anything just dial toll free 800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll free line Ian here with you and Mark and you can join us online at freetalklive.com all the features on the site are totally free so enjoy those on us Again, that is freetalklive.com. And by the way, the features include live streams. We've got broadband, dial-up, and webcam versions of the show. Enjoy them all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Advance liberty at the local or national level through summer internships at the Koch Summer Fellowship Program. The program places libertarian and free market students and recent graduates at organizations in D.C. and at state-based think tanks across the country. All positions are paid and include a housing and travel allowance as well as multiple career workshops throughout the summer. It's libertarianinternships.com. That's libertarianinternships.com. If you're you know, in, the co- in college or recently graduated, you, you qualify for this, and I think it's really great. They'll get uh, college students in all kinds of careers here and pay them while they're doing it. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. All right, uh, by popular request, we are going to go ahead and play some of the audio here from the debate between the two guys that are running for president. And we'll just comment as it goes along. If it gets intolerable, we'll move on to something else. We've got some emails here that we can get to. And, of course, your calls as well. You're welcome to dial in here about whatever you want. That is the point of the show, 800-259-9231. In the meantime, uh, this coverage coming from NPR. Here we go. Union and the oh, Citizens Against Government Waste and the other watchdog organizations. I have fought against spending. I have fought against special interests. I have fought for reform. <laughs> yeah, you've done a great job, You have job, to John. tell me one time when you have... Sp- wait, okay, wait a minute. He's fought against spending. Yeah, yeah. he's been, what, there 30 years now? Right, right. He's I'm doing such sure a good it wouldn't be that hard to go and pull up his actual, uh, his actual voting record well, and pull up and see how many... Th- Did he vote on the bailout recently? He's been, um, you know, honestly, he's been relatively free market as far as an e- on economic issues. When you look at it from a po- you politician's about, you side. Mean as far as his votes? Yeah. Wh- what? Relatively. He, he didn't vote for the bailout? He did vote, vote for the bailout. Well, then that's, you're, he's not relatively free market. When, when you, uh, w- relative to the other politicians, 
Oh, okay. Yes, he has. Okay. Well, I, I honestly haven't taken a look at uh, you know at, at his votes in it because it doesn't really but matter. But you know, this is where I believe that the fallacy comes in with Washington is. Um, you know, the, the most free market of them all, John Sununu, who is the senator here from um, the great state of New Hampshire, he voted for the bailout. Yeah. Because, well, Washington's just too big and spends too much money. You can't do anything about it. He voted for $700 billion to, to bail out and I bet you they both voted for bankers the war. and their foreign investors. They both voted for the war, most likely, right. which so is huge you spending. Can't, you can't get it. Yeah. You can't get it. You can't believe a word they say. Which is I mean, to the point that it's simply pointless to vote on a national level. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231, and yes, as uh, as Manuel Laura is pointing out, he does support the entirety of the military-industrial complex, the biggest government program on the planet, and so how you could claim he's even close to free markets, pretty The only claim I'm making is that compared to the other politicians, relative to the other politicians, he's free market. Right, and that means virtually nothing. We go back to the... So called with the Bush administration. I have disagreed with leaders of my own party. I got the scars. Oh, he's a maverick. Isn't that what they're calling him? Yeah. A maverick. He's for the Senate for Maverick-y. the first time, whether it be opposition to spending and earmarks, whether it be the issue of torture, whether it be the conduct of the war in Iraq, which I vigorously oppose. Uh, whether it be. He, wait, wait, wait. He uh, vigorously opposed the conduct of the war of Iraq, meaning he would have done it differently. Yeah. It almost sounded like he vigorously opposed the war in Iraq. We know that's not Not so much, yeah. Uh, The establishment of the 9-11 Commission. I have a long record of reform and fighting through on the floor of the United States Senate. I'm a fighter. Uh, Senator Obama, your your argument for standing up to the leaders of your party isn't very convincing. All right. We're going to move to uh, another question. Uh, And the topic is leadership in this campaign. Both of you pledged to take the high road in this campaign. Yet it has turned very nasty. Senator works. Your campaign has used words like erratic, out of touch, lie, angry, losing his bearings to describe Senator McCain. These Senator are false. McCain, your commercials have included words like disrespectful, dangerous, dishonorable. He lied. Your running mate said he palled around with terrorists. Are each of you tonight willing? Are politicians not supposed to point out that they lie? I mean, I understand. Yeah, I, 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 I don't really understand this about the negative and positive ad, boys. This, ad this thing. Is, it comes up every four years, the idea that uh, you politicians, why can't you just get along? Why can't you just love one another and just pet, pet each other and, right. and touch I understand. one another? There's people out there that don't like conflict. I get it. I'm not one of them. I kind of like a good, uh, good debate now and then. Uh, I, I like it a lot, no doubt. But I understand they don't like it. However... There is no bipartisan good thing going on in Washington, thank God, because if there were, they'd be screwing us that much more. That's the only thing the politicians can agree on, on. is screwing the American people. Right, well, that is going on. The bipartisan uh, screwing is going on on a regular basis. To some extent, they managed to put a few stumbling blocks in each other's way along the path, just really screwing us. Otherwise, one of the groups... (laughs) would run out and screw us so far and so quickly that there would be a real live revolution on their hands. Right. Well, they can't do that. They've got to, it's got to be slow, a slow screwing, you know, right. turning the heat up slowly, the frogs boiling in the pot and all that. But, you know, this idea that uh, politicians shouldn't be exposing one another for lying. 
You guys should just be linking arms together and skipping down a field and talking about how great things are. And this comes up every single time. Yeah. Please, look. We, first of all, we already know they lie. Everybody knows that politicians lie. This is one of the things that Americans do get. They don't get much about the, you know, the system that has been built up around them. They don't really get much about it. But they do get that politicians lie. So what's wrong with pointing that out? Never really understood that either. Let's continue here. Has spent more money on negative ads than any political campaign in history. <laughs> so I this is now an issue, right? This is one of the this is one of those surface issues that we've talked about. Sort of this political trivia, like uh, people will focus on the most nonsensical of things. Oh, he's black. Oh, she's a woman. Oh, uh, McCain's got a bunch of houses. Oh, yeah. Obama did this and that. Uh, or in this case, it's now well, you've run all these ads saying mean things, and Americans shouldn't vote. Who's been saying? Now let's see which one of you has been saying the meanest things about one another. Well. Well, our analysis says it's been you, Mr. So-and-so. You've been saying the meanest things about the other candidates, so you shouldn't be president. You're a little meaner. Right. <laughs> Let's continue. Presidential campaigns to be tough. Uh, oh, I think it's that so it, tough. You look at the record. Being flown around. The American people. Bob, eating at $20,000 a plate fundraisers. That, uh, two-thirds of the American people think that Senator McCain's running a negative campaign. They're uh, still talking about this. And a hundred percent. I wonder how many how many minutes of this debate will be uh, spent on talking about who is the meanest, nastiest campaigner. Now, who is it? I think <laughs> I the American know. people are less interested in our hurt feelings during the course of the campaign than addressing the issues that matter to them so deeply. And well, he might be right about that part. More on the way, 800-259-9231, but I don't expect them to address anything beyond just making the same old promises about elect me and I'll create jobs, elect me and I'll save the economy, elect me and I'll do, wave my magic wand and do whatever it is you think I can actually do, but everybody knows it's not going to work out that way. More on the way, it's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features there include the updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the good people over at SACL CAI. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to get in touch with SACL CAI. Not only do they do collections, they also do early out billing and purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained at resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. See their banner on our website at freetalklive.com. Again, SACL CAI. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we continue doing things a little differently here this hour of the program, it's rare that we have these opportunities. Uh, and in fact, we had not taken the opportunity pre- uh, previously during this campaign season. But it, Free Talk Live has been known in the past to tune in 
to a debate as it is happening and just sort of provide live commentary. So you're going to hear a little of the debate, but you're going to hear most mostly commentary. And, of course, you guys are welcome to comment as well. Uh, dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. And really, I mean, is this a debate or is it just a live fest? I mean, these are politicians. They both want to rule over your life, and they're trying to convince you to give them your endorsement. I highly recommend you don't. Don't fall into the trap as Mark almost fell into uh, recently. Don't fall into the trap of uh, feeling as though you must vote for one of these two guys. They're bad news, and your vote in their camp just means that you're endorsing, uh, in my opinion, it means you're endorsing their policies, which will just hurt and enslave more people in this country and around the world. So with that in mind, we continue with uh, the coverage here. And it means that we can have tough, vigorous debates around issues. What we can't do, I think, is try to characterize each other as bad people. Uh, they are still talking has... about this. It's been, what, 10 minutes now? How long have they been discussing the issue of how we're treating one another in the campaign? These are the real issues. Wasn't Bar- Barack Obama just before the break saying that he thought the American people were looking for answers about issues? And he's still talking about this? I hope they're in the rebuttal phase at this point. Otherwise, we're going to get to some emails here. 800-259-9231. Frauds in voter history in this country may be destroying a fabric of democracy. Same front outfit organization that your campaign gave $832,000 for, for, quote, lighting and, and site selection. So all of these things need to be examined, right. of course. I'm going to Bob, let I you think, respond I think it's going to we'll be, extend this. It, it, it's it's going to be important to just, I'll respond to these two particular yes. allegations that Senator McCain's made that have gotten a lot of attention in fact what a shock there are political organizations i'm not sure which group they're talking about some spending lots of money on lots of dumb crap right spending money in places they weren't supposed to spend it on somebody caught them with their pants down caught them red-handed caught them with their hands in the cookie jar and it's been you know it's been splayed out for all to see but they all do this crap i mean who looks at this and says boy that barack obama he sure is a naughty politician but john mccain he would never and the just, people that support him would never just do that. as often as they say um, as they catch them with their hand in the cookie jar the other group is lying about you know the, the hand being in the cookie jar for instance mm, uh, they're mis- guy, misinterpreting or right. whatever there's there's a guy here in in the state he's a he's a free state project member and he's really a big on big on board with the Man- McCain uh, you know uh, group and wants Ew. to get McCain uh, elected that's his choice the wrong with that's that guy. the way he wants to to work for freedom and I'm fine with that and he's I'm asked not. me to, he, I, well Screw you. If you're supporting John McCain or Barack Obama, you are not working for freedom in any way, shape, or form. He believes he is. That's fine. That's why he came. He's uh, deluded. That that's fine too. Okay. I support him in uh, you know in what he's doing, and I believe that we can bring him along. That kind of thing. Anyway, he asked me you to support go, him in what he's doing. How could you do that? I he's trying to get every Republican elected, uh, you know, around the state. I think that by and large, okay. if you on a state and local level, would you agree that uh, you'd probably do better as far as uh, keeping taxes low in the state by um, I don't supporting Republicans or um, I can't over say Democrats? It. I have not. I then have you're not, not paying attention. Yeah, I have not paid attention. I okay, admit. Republicans here in the state of New Hampshire, they're not fighting any damn wars, Ian. Okay, so you're saying you support him in his state government efforts, but not his national government I efforts. support him and him in what he's doing. He's trying. That's all. Yeah, that's a real political position. Go ahead, Mark, with your point. He's, he's, he's working on it, man. At one point, or he's yeah, doing working something. Working on electing a tyrant. Go ahead. Oh, God. You support him. 
Move on. He's he's working on trying to, to get another t- tyrant unelected, you know, not elected. Go ahead. Move okay. on. Yeah, I mean, so you've, you've made, made no your point. point. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're just howling at the moon. <laughs> Anyhow, um, he, he, such a politician. He's you asked make a great me politician. to pick up the absentee ballot thingamajiggers. I don't know the the, the people that request al- absentee ballots, and apparently they can extrapolate some sort of information from this. I don't know, right? Apparently, absentee ballots generally go Republican. 55% of the time or something. So uh, it, according to the New Hampshire rules, this has to be picked up in person. Mm-hmm. I had it set up with a town clerk, assistant town clerk, um, you know, not the town clerk, but the assistant town clerk. She was just going to email it. And she had and she did email it. He calls me and he's like, oh, no, 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 that's not the rules. Not good enough. And uh-huh. apparently uh, he can get in big trouble, you know. For this, for receiving an email from the town clerk because it's Mm. not going by the rules, it just makes you wonder how many uh, of these... You know, Watergate-type blowouts have just been bullcrap like this. Yeah, just somebody breaking rule they didn't really know existed right. or he whatever. He refused to take the email yeah. from me because it was a violation of the rules. Well, there was a story. I respect that. Yeah, it's a good point. There's a story recently about, you know, McCain, how he was involved in the McCain-Feingold thing, this big campaign finance reform, which was, you know, supposed to take the money out of politics or whatever it was supposed to do. And, of course, what it really ended up doing was making it so that uh, one, of the, one of the many things that it, uh, that it did, as I recall, was that little guys could no longer advertise, certain interest groups can no longer advertise within a certain period of time before an election. I think it's 30 or 60 days or something. And anyway, they can't advertise naming the candidate. One of the candidates that's in the election, they can't advertise a negative ad naming the candidate. I forget what all the stipulations were, but there's just you know there's just more and more restrictions. And so they were talking about um, you know McCain doing these things, and they're they're talking about the campaign restrictions and all the rules. And they tried to get people to go ahead and try to comprehend what the rules were, and it was it was impossible. The people that were interested in running campaigns took a look at these rules, and they said. I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what to do here. This is crazy. All these forms and mandates and deadlines and end dates. And, uh, you know, if you don't, if you you ever, you've never run a campaign before, Mark, but if you don't file the Treasury report within a certain window of time and it's not filled out to the letter, they can fine you, fine the campaign on a daily basis. $100 a day or something. Right, for every single day that that problem has not been remedied. I mean, that's just one example of the insanity of all of the the detail of these campaign laws. be very easy for somebody to just make a mistake and not know what all the rules were. My wife filed my, our taxes today. Um, it's you know uh, w- in w- October you get a uh, extension. extension, yeah, and and we had to this year. We were moving baby, yeah, you know, the whole thing. She filed our taxes today, thirty-seven pages. Yeah, there's and, and the type is just minuscule on these yeah. things. Wow, these government forms, there's nothing like them in the free world. If they want to get you for messing up on a form, it is not a very difficult task. We continue with this nonsense here. To reprioritize, make sure that we're investing in the American people. Give tax cuts not <laughs> to the wealthiest corporations, but give them to small businesses and give them to uh, individuals who are struggling right now. Make sure that we finally get serious about energy independence, something that has been languishing in Washington for interesting. Now, have Democrats always been known for advocating tax cuts? No. It's interesting, isn't it? 
how uh, you know sort of both of the candidates seem to be maybe towards the middle. I mean, for for lack of a better term, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it it doesn't seem from his uh, senatorial voting record that Barack Obama has seen attacks that he did didn't fly. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, John McCain, not too many. Right. So. So, again, say one thing, do something completely different, make all kinds of outlandish promises. It's the same game every four years, and yet Americans continue to fall for it. They continue to believe that, oh, well, this time he's different. This time this candidate, well, he's black, or she's a woman. It's going to be different this time. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It is a simple concept. You send us three bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the program, and get on as many radio stations as we possibly can as a result, get more Internet listeners on board, listening to this program, exposing more new people to the message of freedom and liberty. And if you think that's important and you'd like to get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in-lines chat room forum and more, go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card or via PayPal or some of the alternative options we have. And as a bonus... Uh, Adam from New York City called in earlier this week making a hell of an offer, an offer that has never been made in the history of this show, and I was blown away. I'm honored by it and uh, a little scared for Adam because I think that it could be kind of expensive for him. Uh, But he offered to match dollar for dollar any new amplifiers that sign up this week. So if you sign up by Friday night show, then you'll be included in this dollar-for-dollar matching. So if you sign up as a $3 amplifier, Adam is going to up his existing platinum amplifier. He's he's a platinum. He's over $25 a month. He's going to up his existing amp by the amount that you decide to amp. So we've already had I, – I've been taking a look here, Mark. We've already had a tremendous week. We've had a couple new Platinums in this week, and Platinum's a $25 a month uh, thing. So he's up at least – he's probably up at least another $75 or $100. I mean, I've just been eyeballing it. I haven't really added it all up yet. Yeah. So if you want to really milk Adam for all he's worth, you can sign up for your amp this week. And then uh, another gentleman from Canada has decided to throw down. He says, uh, Ian, after hearing Adam from New York's challenge to get more amplifiers to sign up, I thought I'd sweeten the pot a bit. My pockets aren't as deep as Adam's, but I can send more money your way. I will add $1 to my amp contribution for every new amplifier that signs up this week. Which, that's pretty cool, man, because if we get another, uh, t- if we get 10 amps this week, then this gentleman, Terry, will up his amplification by 10 bucks a month. So... It- your money is being not only doubled, but it's also um, having additional money poured on top of it, thanks to these great, generous folks. And so now's a good time to get signed up. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. And thank you to uh, both Adam and Terry for stepping up and making those incredibly generous offers. We continue here with the debate coverage as we heckle and uh, talk down to the candidates as they continue to spew their nonsense here. South Korea but built here in the United States of America. We, we uh, invented the auto industry, and the fact that we have fallen so far behind is something that we have to work on. Now, I just want to make one last point because Senator McCain... We, we, that. we. I imagine you're going to hear we an awful lot as you listen to these uh, fools speak. 
And by we, he means I'm going to make it happen and you're going to do it or go to jail. By we, he might mean that uh, they're going to spend taxpayer dollars to support the various different auto manufacturers here in this country that are failing, I believe. Didn't they bail them out last week? Didn't we hear a story last night about how last week they quietly passed a bailout for the auto manufacturer? Oh, it was a loan. That was what Nick told us. It was a, a big loan that it's no interest and they'll have to pay it back, allegedly. Mm. But either way, that's what he's talking about when he says we need to encourage these things. He means probably subsidize. Hey, maybe maybe the feds are going to buy... Hey, here you go, Mark. If the auto uh, if the auto companies that they backed up with this loan can't pay the loan, well, the, doesn't that mean that the creditors get to take the assets? The, the United States government, you mean? Yeah, doesn't that mean that the government who made the loan, then at that point, oh, sorry, you guys can't pay this back? Well, I guess we'll just have to take 50% ownership of your company. Doesn't sound unlikely. They're buying I mean, banks. <laughs> you know, to me, what it means is that uh, his uh, UAW, uh, you know, uh, union members there, they know that their bosses are in big trouble. They don't want to lose their sweet, sweet, sweet um, union paychecks. So they're uh, saying, you know, they're pulling the chains, and that's all. As we continue, we have a supply of our own. It's doable. The technology is there, and we have to drill now. Now, on the subject of free trade agreements, I am a free trader. And I need, uh, we need I'd like to, to just say, <laughs> he's a free trader, <laughs> whatever that means. You know, when these people say that there's something, they may not necessarily be meaning what you think they mean. When somebody says, when a politician or a bureaucrat says they're for free trade, what that probably means is he's in favor of all kinds of trade agreements. He's in favor of uh, the, you know, the government's ability to go and regulate trade and create a, an even playing field or something like that. I, I don't even know what he means by that. But I don't believe for a moment that this guy is in favor of abolishing all tariffs, because that's what free trade would be, abolishing all regulations, because tariffs aren't the only thing. Not only do you have to, if you're, if you're buying and selling products overseas, not only do you have to deal with tariffs, import taxes, export taxes, that sort of thing, but you have to deal with re, uh, regulations. So that bottle of wine that you're importing from France has to have a certain label on it, and that label has to be specifically targeted to whatever government regulations have been created to mandate that all bottles of wine must have all this information on it. And if your if your product you're importing doesn't follow all those uh, requirements, then you can't import it. So uh, regulatory costs are tremendous on people that are trading internationally. Please, free trader. <laughs> uh, let me respond. Uh, actually, I understand it pretty well. Uh, the history of, in Colombia right now is that labor leaders uh, have been targeted for assassination on a fairly consistent basis and there have not been prosecutions and what I have said because the free trade uh, the trade agreement itself does have labor and environmental protections but we have to stand for uh, human rights and we have to make sure that violence isn't being uh, perpetrated against workers who are just trying to organize for their rights uh, worldwide in Colombia Peruvian free trade agreement, which... Free trade agreements. You see, this is it. This is exactly what I was suggesting earlier. Free trade agreements. You don't need an agreement to have free trade. You wipe the, cl you wipe the slate clean. You wipe away the regulations. You wipe away the taxes. You can, then you have free you trade. You can sign an, uh, an agreement in the attempts of making uh, trade more free. For instance, if it's free on one side, but extraordinarily restricted on the other side, and you don't have any control of the other side, you might make an agreement that restricts it slightly on your side and therefore um, and, and then opens it up on the other side. I can kind of see this. Be, no, you but can't be I think that these things, yes, you can. However, 
you're letting politicians do it, and they lie. They cheat, and they steal. Every time you put it, in, you give them the opportunity to do it, they're going to create a situation where they're rewarding their friends and punishing their enemies. If uh, Yes, I see where you're coming from, Mark, but if what you're dealing with is a situation where Americans had free trade, let's say we actually, tomorrow, they just wiped away all the regulations and taxes. I don't know how that's going to happen. It's not. But if Americans had free trade and there was another country with all kinds of import tariffs, then that would be their problem. Okay, as long as we're free to do business with who we want, that's freedom for us, and that's where it should be here. Hopefully, those other countries would see, hey, look how prosperous America is. They're doing business with even Cuba now. They're buying and selling, and they're, you know, they're able to do it without any, any taxes, and we're losing business because the country next door is creating similar products to us, and they've got half the tariffs that we do. The marketplace, uh, the demand for freedom could very well bring those barriers down. So if you're talking about uh, increasing regulations in this country in order for lesser regulations in other countries, then you're talking about these agreements, and you're talking about a situation that is in no way uh, freer for Americans. And that's what we need to be concerned with. The people that live in a so-called free place need to have the freedom. And none of these agreements are anything about freedom. Between ourselves and Colombia, I, re I just recited to you the benefits of concluding that agreement. A billion dollars of American dollars that could have gone to creating jobs and businesses in the United States, opening up those markets. So this is another thing they're always talking about is creating jobs. These politicians, Obama, McCain, Bush, whoever they are, they always run on the idea that if you elect me through some magical mumbo jumbo, I will be able to I will create some jobs. Poof, just poof. Create the jobs into existence. He's suggesting that, oh, if we got rid of this uh, Colombian agreement, then we'd have another billion dollars with, with which we could create some jobs. Now, now, okay, if the government is creating, like, an, uh, you know, they're talking about increasing AmeriCorps. Uh, the, these are federal government, very low-paying bureaucrat jobs, entry-level bureaucrat jobs. These are jobs. People do get paychecks, and the government did create them. So that's all accurate. But they're not jobs that help the economy. They're not jobs that are created out of supply and demand. They're not jobs created in the marketplace based on various different actors in the marketplace doing what's in their best interest. These are make-work jobs. They're not real jobs that are really in demand. They're, they're jobs the politicians create in order to uh, fulfill that particular promise, but it doesn't do anything to benefit us. It doesn't do anything. To, it, it benefits those bureaucrats that get those jobs. Mind you, but it doesn't do anything to benefit their jobs do not benefit the economy as a whole because government bureaucrats, for the most part, do not create valuable products and services in the marketplace. If they did, they'd be doing it on a voluntary basis like the rest of us. Well, they, they do. They just don't do it as efficiently. Very few of them do. Uh, the government water department might be an example of one department that does actually create a service. But yes, you're right. The efficiency is Police, an issue. Police, fire department. But most government bureaucrats... Would not be in demand in a uh, marketplace environment. We are out of time. Back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.